All right, a couple of quick messages before we get started. So, you know, when it comes to shooting and creating online interviews, you know, that, like I do on the Rise to the Top, there's a lot of routes you can go on the technology side. One of my favorites is to use our sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix now with HD Faces. Super, super simple to create really cool videos. Like here's an example from Create Awesome Interviews, right? Like my interview course here. I'm going to show you real quick. Check this out. Because you'll... Done. We have a... Yeah. You know, about what they like because go and look at this interview. You can watch this exact really cool side by side interview there. So, if you want to check out Go to Meeting with HD Faces, absolutely free just for Rise Nation. I've got a 45 day free trial for you. So, go to gotomeeting.com, click the try it free button, enter the promo code rise and before we get started here I gotta tell you about this one so create awesome interviews is officially on sale my friends and the feedback has been freaking amazing from folks that have invested in the program and want to create their own interview based web show like the rise to the top so you know here's one uh, from David Moore he said he got three interviews booked using create awesome interviews and he got the course yesterday Christina Harding says you truly did over deliver and I'm not in the least bit disappointed or having buyer's remorse. Thank you. Thank you. And she also, her first interviewee that she had after taking the course said experience was fun today and very comfortable and she went on and on and on raving about Christina's interviewing skills that she learned from the course. Joshua Sprague says I'm loving the course. Great content. Well laid out. Practical. Easy to digest. I'm picking up lots a big and little ideas to take our online show to the next level. So if you want to check us out, see if it's a fit for you. It's the complete training system. You learn exactly how to create and promote and profit from your online show. You're learning directly from me. Go to createawesomeinterviews.com to find out more. And now here's today's episode. All right, my friends, welcome to the Rise to the Top. I'm David Seitman Garland, and I've got a fresh new haircut and a fresh new episode. One of those you should be excited about. It is the episode, of course. So, all right. So, I'm excited today um, to have Derek Halpern back on the show. He is the creator of an unbelievably cool blog and also podcast called Social Triggers and Social Triggers Insider. And Derek's one of those great people that, that can combine psychology and marketing and just cool stuff to really teach us something. This is part of the Learn How to Do Something Cool series on the Rise to the Top. And here's what we're going to learn about today. Very, very fitting is the three-part process that Derek used and that you can use right away to launch your web show. So the three-part process to launch your web show. Now, if you're not going to do a web show, that's cool too. You're going to find out many other hacks that you can sort of do if you're launching anything, a product, a blog, something like that. It's applicable in a lot of different ways. But specifically, we're talking today about this three-step process that you're going to walk away with, talk away with, right after this episode of The Rise of the Top with Derek Halpern. So without further ado, here it is. All right, so join today, his second time on the show, and normally we wear matching shirts, and normally we have you know all kinds of things going on, but today we're a little bit different, but I know we own the same shirts. Derek Halpern, Social Triggers, welcome back to The Rise of the Top. Hey, thanks for having me again. Pumped to be here. And I like the pop filter on your microphone right now. For those watching on video, I mean, we're looking sexy. We got, we got some stuff going on. So... Yeah. So first of all, great to have you back. Um, you know, last time you were on, we kind of talked about your bio a little bit and sort of how you 
kind of grew to be an influencer in online persuasion and blogging and a lot of different things. And today you're back and we're going to talk a little bit about a three-step formula to launch a web show. But before we kind of hop into that and before you even give us the backstory on your web show and then we'll hop into the three-step formula, tell us just kind of the brief people, the people that were bad and they skipped that last one. Uh, tell us the brief little synopsis about kind of who you are and what you do. All right. So I started socialtriggers.com in early March of 2011. And in less than a year, I attracted about 17,000 RSS readers, an email list approaching 20,000 people. And I think in this past January, about 11 months after I launched my site, I did about 150,000 hits. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's all within a year. Awesome. And, and the topics you cover there, you know, it's what well, we got some marketing, we got persuasion. Yep. Um, there's a lot of, you know, mental thing, you know, obviously combining the two things. Is that, is that a fair statement on kind of what it's all about? Yeah. Psychology plus marketing is equal to sales essentially. And that's what we talk about on social triggers. All right. Very cool. So today though, we're talking web show and this was interesting because I remember when you launched yours, you know, I, don't, I always keep an eye on web shows and podcasts and seeing what people are going on. I remember when you launched yours and can you tell us one, a little bit of the backstory of why you decided, cause you had a blog going, you're rocking out. Why did you decide to get into podcasting and creating a web show? So I can't say I got into running a web show or a podcast because I wanted to do it. <laughs> I was actually having a conversation with my friend, Pat Flynn from ah. Smart Passive Income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were at, I think we were at Blog World and we were just having a conversation. He told me that he has this podcast and of the new people who subscribe to his list, he said that like 20% of them said they found him on iTunes first. Wow. And I thought, 20%? That's <laughs> crazy. You know, I was like, and I was talking to Pat. I was like, what do you mean 20%? He goes, yeah, man, people are finding me on iTunes. It's the whole part of my be everywhere approach where I'm getting people to find my brand from iTunes because they never would have found me in that like any other way, essentially. So I huh. thought to myself right there, and you know, I might have had a few drinks at this point. And I remember telling Pat, I was like, Pat, I'm starting a podcast as soon as I get home. And he probably thought like, oh, this Derek's probably drunk right now, you know, drink. He's not going to start a podcast. But I just went off that one comment from him at a bar at Blog World. <laughs> right. No, hey, sometimes that's how the best thing, the best things sometimes happen beyond a bar. I mean, and that's amazing because Pat has a big audience, right? Yep. And if one out of five people are coming from iTunes, I mean, that, that's a big deal, yeah. you know? That's a big deal. So, all right, so you come up with this, and we're going to get into launching this and what you did, and more importantly, how other people can do this, right, and how they can yeah. apply these principles. But before we, we do the, go through the steps here first, tell us a little bit about the results because you got some ridiculously quick results, and I think that that is proof in the pudding because it's one thing, like, we're going to talk about launch it, and then we go into the sunset. It's another thing to get some, some cool results, and I know you've increased subscribers and traffic. Tell us, tell us about some of the things that have happened. All right, so my podcast debuted in January of 2012. Social Triggers and, Insider, by the yeah, way. Social Triggers Insider. Subscribe. And so far, I think we did about 65,000 downloads. Wow. Okay. In about two months. Every episode has averaged a little bit more than 10,000 downloads per episode so far. So I'm super excited with the results because I look at how big my email list is versus how big my traffic is or whatnot. And 10,000 people downloading an audio file to me is huge. I was hoping that each episode would get maybe 1,000 downloads. Right. The fact sure. that I had 10,000 downloads was shocking. Right. 
And and you, and you said you increased traffic to your site by like 69% early yep. on. You had more subscribers, or 2,300 new subscribers in 27 yep. days. So there's proof here in, in, in the pudding, you know. And, and, and by the way, I think back to like when I started in 2008, I think we had like six viewers or something like that back then. Now, now we have, now we have 250,000, but I want to say that back then we had like six, like it was like grandma, ma, anyway, but let's get into, because what you did, and I think this is vital for anyone that's creating a web show is that, or podcast, whatever you want to do it, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to call it. All right. Is some of the strategy that went behind it. Cause you're not a guy, you're a guy that obviously said, okay, I'm going to do it. Right. That's, that's part of it. But there's some strategy behind here. Uh, for how this worked. It wasn't just throw it up and you just sit back and the 10,000 people came rolling in. So let's talk about this formula. Uh, number one, the first thing you mentioned is discover your unique selling proposition. So this is important. Tell us about this and then maybe also how you applied it. Yeah. So to be honest with you, if you skip this first step, I'm going to pretty much tell you that you're an idiot. You can never skip the unique selling proposition. Most people, they get an idea in their head and they just launch it, they do it, but they don't think about where their product or web show or whatever it is you're launching, a podcast, they don't think about where this particular web show will fit into the marketplace. Absolutely. So I, I, can't, I, I cannot agree with you more on this. So I spent, probably when I talked to Pat Flynn, I took a few weeks before I decided what my unique selling proposition was going to be. And to really describe the backstory of like, you know, how I came up with my unique selling proposition, mm -hmm. I use a similar proposition to what I use at socialtriggers.com. Okay. I launched socialtriggers.com with one main goal, to show people that psychology is essential. You got to learn about psychology to make sales and get leads online, mm -hmm. right? So I took that a step further and decided to apply that to the podcast. Now, instead of just being myself talking about psychology on the podcast, I thought it would be absolutely awesome to just bring on the researchers that I often quoted in my articles. You know, so people usually think academic researchers, those people are going to be boring. <laughs> right. I, a, yeah, I'm thinking the guy in the tweed jacket, like, oh, yeah. well, thank you, Derek, you know. Well, here's what's great about this. When you bring these academic researchers on audio, they're talking about stuff no, like no one knows more about this stuff than they do. So they get, you actually hear their excitement in their voices. And that was kind of my unique twist on the podcast. Instead of bringing on the usual faces that people see everywhere, you know, in the marketing world, I was bringing on these researchers that people might not have never heard of, brought them on, and I let them get excited about their own work on an audio interview or audio discussion. Right. So that was kind of how I positioned my site, uh, positioned my web show. But people are likely wondering how can they do the same exact thing. So let right. me take you back to the steps that I did before I came up with this idea. Okay. First things first, I took a look at the marketplace. Who, were, who was running a marketing podcast right now? Yep. And I noticed that there were some podcasts that focused on you know, general internet marketing. There was mm -hmm. podcasts that focused more on email marketing. There was some podcasts that focused on passive income, but no one was hitting the idea of marketing mixed with psychology. Right. Again, right. the right. same brand as Social Trigger, so it happens to fit really well, but no one was nailing that home. And what I actually did was I created a Venn diagram almost. Okay, you know, okay. I created a little Venn <laughs> diagram for every podcast that was out there. Right. And I said, all right, this this podcast mainly focuses on email say, marketing. marketing. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. I did the, the subset and then I created a Venn diagram for myself. What would I like to talk about on 
my podcast. So your favorite topics associated with your with with the Social Triggers brand, basically. Exactly, and that's okay. when I came up this with this nice saying that actually went viral on Twitter a little bit, where I said, uh, "If you want to succeed, you don't need unique ingredients. You need a unique recipe." Yes. So it's not about what topics you talk about. It's the what combination of topics you're going to talk about. Interesting. And that, Meaning like persuasion plus marketing plus, you know, the, the psychology. That exactly. was different than people. There might be a psychology podcast. There might yep. be a, a – there's definitely a marketing podcast. You know what I mean? But there's not yep. someone that's come in and kind of bridge those topics. Exactly. It's, it, it's actually, if people want to read more about that, it's called the blue ocean strategy. Oh, yeah. Where you want to find that blue ocean where you can be number one because it's much easier to compete when you have no competition. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the third part of this, so the first part, let me just make sure I got this down, is you take a look at the main competitors in the space. And you yep. say, okay, here's what they're doing. Second thing is you said, okay, what are the topics that I could do, you know, that are associated yep. with me. And then the third thing, and, and you mentioned this um, when we were kind of chatting before, is you said you, you have to combine the topics that you're interested in yep. with your personality, and yep. now we're off to, to the races. What, what does that actually mean? What do you, how, how do you combine them, or what do you mean off Meaning like with your personality. Like does that mean just like how the yep. brand comes together, or what, what do you mean by that when you say like with a topic with your personality? All right, so – my personality tends to be a little bit more blue collar. That's on purpose. I play it up. Now, on the podcast, I dial that up even further because I'm dealing with these academic researchers who tend to, you know, they write academic papers. Those papers are boring as hell, <laughs> you know? Yep, so yep. I decided to dial up the blue collar vibe while talking about the academic research just to kind of bring some, you know, humanness almost to the topics we're talking about. All right, cool. So, so that's, yeah, so that's it. So, I mean, it, it's, it sounds simple, but it's a step. And I know this, and we both know this. People skip this way too much. The foundation step uh, of yeah. building that brand from, from the bottom, you know, what it looks like, what it feels like, what you're really, really covering. And that can be a critical, critical stumbling block out of the gates. It's hard to recover yeah. from, honestly. You know, going too general or going too random, you know? No, yeah. If people skip that, they're really dead in the water. I actually have one friend who launched a blog. They didn't have a unique selling proposition. They busted there. You know, they busted it. We're guest posting all over the place. We're getting a ton of exposure, but they weren't converting any of this exposure into loyal readers. Got and it. that's because people didn't have a reason why they should read them. Right. You know, it was like the same old stuff they could find everywhere else. It's all about finding that unique little recipe, as we were talking about. All right, well said. So that's, that's number one. It's really discovering that unique selling position, not skipping that step. Yeah. Uh, number two, and, and this is you know, similar to movies or similar to other things that come out, it's anticipation and building yes. it the right way. Um, how did you go about this? Explain a little bit about what you're talking about here. All right, so when you're launching a web show, you really want – if you just say, here's my web show, guys – chances are it's going to fall on deaf ears. You know, mm -hmm. It's not that it's going to fall on deaf ears. There are going to be people who love it, but you really want to take the time, build anticipation over the course of, let's say, a week. right? And what do you do to build anticipation? You can make some videos, write some content, just do something to make sure that everyone who is subscribed to your list had an opportunity to hear about your big launch day. Mm -hmm. You're going to build that anticipation. The reason why you want to do this is because you want the first episode of your web show 
to come out the gate and to be a huge success. You don't want to release the first episode and have two comments on your episode. The reason why is because if no one else is listening to your first episode, that two comments then starts making people think, well, it must not be that good. You know, so you want that, you want to give mm-hmm. yourself the time to build anticipa- anticipation, then release it. Now, with me personally, what I did was I created just one simple video that I emailed to my email list twice. I emailed it once to the people, or to everyone on the list, and I emailed it again to the people who did not open the first email. Okay. To make sure I had the best chance for everyone to see it. In that video, I just gave people a quick little description of what they should expect from this new Social Triggers Insider Masterclass, as I called it. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that. I'm a subscriber. I remember the email. Yeah, so I, I told them what to expect, and I told them when to expect it. And that one blog post on my blog, just telling people about the launch of this particular web show, actually had something like 350-something comments oh, on just that one blog post. And then finally, when I released the first show, I was able to get you know, several thousand downloads of it on the first day. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. I built that anticipation first. Now, let's say someone, and that makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and of course, as your influence and sort of readership and all those different subscribers grow, okay, yeah. it becomes easier and easier to launch different things because it's yes. like you already have a built-in community. Let's say someone is, is I don't want to say just starting out, but yeah, maybe just starting out, but they have a small um, you know, readership or, or, or maybe none at all, or they're, tr- they're trying to, you know, they have some following on social media, but they're trying to figure out what to do. And let's yeah. say they got that, that proposition. They, they're like, I got it down. We are going to be the fitness show for brides. Okay. okay. We're going to be the podcast for, well, that's maybe a horrible, we're going to be, we're going to be, uh, yeah, no, it's not that bad actually. So we're going to be, no, it's pretty bad because you would lose your viewership as soon as they become a non-bride. Um, so you're you're a uh, you're you're a fitness fitness podcast, um, you know, for for middle-aged housewives. Just making yeah. that up, okay? Let's let's just use something that's not tangible as much. All right, and you're not. You're like, okay, I just don't want to come out of the gate and say, here it is, guys. Everybody enjoy it. What yep. could you maybe do? You know, what would be your recommendations to just start building a little bit, even if they just have a little, just just a few people? Yeah. So if People do not have a list and they don't have an audience to launch their web show into. What they should do is before you even create a website for your web show, just slap up a homepage with a little email opt-in form on that homepage. That's all you need. Build an email list. Now, how do you get people to actually subscribe to that email list? You go out to find the related blogs in the industry, do some guest posts. Okay. That give people some tips and then encourage them to come sign up to your email list. Do that over the course of a few weeks. You know, Try to get 10 or 15 guest posts to go live in maybe two or three weeks. That way you can launch your show on the fourth week and you might have managed to gather 500 or 1,000 emails that you could announce your show to. Yeah, that's a that's a great strategy. So you're saying, you know, if I was if I was the the guy or the girl who's going to do the middle aged mom uh, fitness podcast, I might find ten different blogs in the fitness niche yeah. that talk to moms and say, listen, I have a unique sell, and you'd have to have some kind of unique selling proposition. Yes. So let's just assume for this case, it's moms that use kettlebells. 
All yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're, you're the kettlebell master for moms that are middle aged. I mean, it's specific, my friend. Yeah. Um, so, so you do, you do that. You go on and you give your fo- top five t- kettlebell techniques, or you, you talk yep. about you know kettlebell mistakes on a different one. You use that all to bring anticipation before your web show launch. That's basically the the synopsis of that. Exactly. Go build the email list before you have the website. Okay. And we're going to talk about now why that's so vitally important late, a little bit later when we talk about the importance of getting as much downloads as possible in the shortest period of time. Right. And I think we're ready for that right now, aren't we? Right. So that's anticipation. So first, we get our unique selling proposition. Yep. Number two, we're building anticipation, you know, whether it's you know, basically um, leveraging your current list and your subscribers or it's going out and getting new or both. You're doing, you're doing something that, that is starting to get a little bit of groundswell when you start. But yep. then number three, you've got to promote and you've got to crush it when, it when it comes out here. So let's talk yes. about how we can go about doing that. So first, let's just lay the groundwork. You, know, you want to build that anticipation first because you need – as many downloads in the shortest period of time as possible. Now, let me just tell you a quick story. Okay. When I launched Social Triggers, I knew I needed a lot of downloads in a short period of time. So instead of launching my web show into iTunes with only one episode available, okay. I decided to hold back until I had about three episodes available, I think. Maybe either two or three episodes. Ah, so you didn't go iTunes day one. Exactly. And the reason why is because I knew that if I went iTunes day one, the most amount of downloads I could have gotten was just that one episode. If I held back two or three episodes, only announced it to my list, you know, and only put it on my website, and then after I had those episodes, told them, hey, everyone, I just put this on iTunes, I knew that every one person would download at least three episodes, making it three downloads as opposed ha. to downloads. Ah. You dirty and- little man. I like it. <laughs> so why do you want as many downloads as possible in the first day or so? Because the way the top lists on iTunes work. Now, I can't say this with absolute certainty. This is just from my experience. I don't I've, know- heard, I've heard this. I know what you're about. I, I, this is true. This is true. Yeah. The more downloads you get in a shorter period of time, the higher up you go on that list. So when I debuted my podcast, I was the number one podcast for marketing on iTunes. Oh, wow. And that was the number two podcast for business just under Dave Ramsey. Right, right. So just under him. Now, I, I was talking to Pat Flynn. He told me that Dave Ramsey gets him like a million downloads a, a month a or minute. so. A minute. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So I don't know how a few thousand downloads were able to get right up to Dave Ramsey, but I believe that a lot of downloads in a short period of time combined with encouraging your readers to leave you a review on iTunes helps tweak that algorithm so that you can jump up to the rankings. Right. And, and then there's different ones like new and noteworthy and topless. Is there any tra- – and this is interesting because it's sort of like pimp my iTunes, right? Because a lot of yeah. people, we just kind of throw it up there on iTunes and you're like, okay, it's kind of up there. Go subscribe. Was there any other kind of insider things you did you know, uh, to, to draw traffic back or anything else that you know, people can really think about uh, when they're getting up there and they're developing a strategy for iTunes for promotion? Yes. So remember, I told you the first thing was wait until you have two or three episodes in the bank. Before yeah, that's awesome. Man, that's a great tip. Second, when you tell people to go subscribe to iTunes, you don't just tell them go subscribe on iTunes. You want to let them know that you have already given them so much value. So what I did was, is look, 
I spent, you know, X amount of hours preparing these three episodes or two episodes for you. And in those episodes, you should have learned how to do this and that. Why don't you do me a favor, return the favor, and go subscribe on iTunes right now because I need to down get as many downloads today as possible. Right. You just be honest with them. You're right. And you'll find if people were listening to your podcast or web show and they like it, they're going to absolutely do that because it doesn't cost them anything. It takes them 10 seconds, and you're just reiterating the value that you already gave them for free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I like to call it guilt marketing almost, even <laughs> though it's kind of cheesy. But, I mean, you, sometimes you've got to just lay out the groundwork of what you did for people and then ask for something right afterwards. Right, and I think there's a benefit of doing that. Another benefit of something that I highlight a lot when teaching people about shows is the benefit of doing a free show like that because yes. there's other intrinsic benefits that people don't – you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to put it behind a paywall. I want to do stuff, and I get it. There's lots of different models that you can do with shows. That's totally cool, but the free factor um, with high value, not free yes. with low value, <laughs> free with high value – people there, there becomes this little sense of obligation to help it just does i do it with other people people do it with me all the yes. time like i listen to stuff and i'm like then they're like go rank it i'm like blah blah i go do it because I, yep. I just feel like i'm connected to it and also anytime i've mentioned like hey go check it out or do something for the rise to the top boom you know what i mean it, it just happens but i feel like if it was behind a wall or something like that it'd be a little different Yes, you're right. So like I said, you know, you're establishing the value proposition. Actually, talking about free and high value, just for just as a side note, one of the reasons why I called it the Social Insider, Social Traders Insider Audio Masterclass is because I didn't want to call it a podcast or radio. Podcast and radio sounds cheap and free. Agreed. Audio Masterclass is a little bit more higher value. I agree. I agree on the word choice there. So steal that one. There's gonna be you know how many master classes you're gonna be now. It's gonna be the <laughs> the the kettlebell mom's uh, fitness training master class. So I just <laughs> just let you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point on the words that we choose are very very important for every reason. Foundationally for promotion, you know, I love the word like show, for example, yeah. because I feel like show commands a certain sort of um, uh, a status. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Of a thing of like, oh, he's got a show. She yep. has a show, you know, podcasts, other things like that. Well, you know, I understand the words. It's like, oh, well, yeah, he's got a podcast. Well, so does, you know, so does everyone. So does the guy in the basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though uh. he might be in the basement. You know what I mean? So yep. it, it's definitely the words matter. Now, besides iTunes, uh, I think we, we pretty much covered that about getting people as quick as possible there and kind of the, the whole thank you idea of getting them to contribute. Yep. Um, a technique that you have had great success not only with but also teaching is yep. called the drafting technique and this goes into again part three of what we're talking about here which is how to promote um yeah. so to talk uh, tell us a little bit about the drafting technique because i know you got a little smug smile in a good way there because this is great this stuff is is awesome stuff so first what is drafting for anyone who has uh seen just like bike racing or car racing you'll notice that the person out in front often has someone right up behind him touching his car. Why do they do that? The reason why is because the person in front is going at a certain speed, breaking all the friction. The bicyclists and the cars get up behind him because they're able to take advantage of that car's slipstream, right? It creating no friction. They're able to go the same distance, the same speed using less energy, right? So I thought about this a few years ago and I thought, how can you apply this to marketing? Well, quite simple actually. If you're going to be having a web show where you're going to be featuring guests, and you're going to be featuring guests 
who have a history of getting media attention or getting written up about, what you do is you just contact the people who already wrote up about your guests and let them know about this new interview. Since this particular person has already wrote about the person you're featuring, the friction is already gone. Right. They already like to cover that person. They already have a history of covering that person. Now you can simply slip into that journalist's slipstream <laughs> and offer up the same guest again with new information or whatever it is new that you're featuring. Create that little twist and you'll find that you're able to get some links and some potential press mentions. Nice. So what's an example of doing something like that? So let's say you had, I mean, if you had someone on like a researcher or something like that, where you've kind of leveraged that, or have you seen examples of someone and, and kind of what the end result might be? Because, you know, I understand if you're, if you're the person, like you're an expert or something like that, you can come in and offer your expertise. But let's just yeah. say, let's say you're more the host broadcaster. Is there ways to leverage that interview, you know, what yep. I mean, to get into the, let's say, whatever that, that media source might be? Here's the deal. Journalists are in the business of writing stories. They need people to help them find new things to talk about. Bloggers are the same way. Bloggers are in the business of finding good stuff to share with people. If you're going to simply contact that blogger, even though you're not the person who was interviewed, you can approach them and say, hey, look, I know you like to talk about this person. I just brought them onto my show and I think you'll find it interesting. You don't ask them to link it. Right. You don't ask them sure. to write about it. You just say, hey, I know you wrote about this person before. Why don't you check this out? Because I think you'll enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that cool approach often gets some replies. Now, what did I do? I actually use this exact strategy. Let me take you back a few years. When I did a celebrity gossip blog or an entertainment blog for whatever, one of the things I did was I, at that time, celebrity gossip bloggers were getting a lot of press in like, right. So it, was, it was new and it was, yeah. So what I did was I would simply look at the other gossip or entertainment bloggers back then. And I would see where they were featured in the mainstream media. And I would then reach out to them again and say, Hey, by the way, have you seen this person who has a unique selling proposition of this? Why don't you take a look at that site too? And that's how I was able to score a bunch of press mentions for my entertainment website back in the day. Most recently, I did this with uh, an article that I called The Continuous King Myth Debunked. This article wasn't necessarily about featuring an expert. It was about featuring a topic, a specific topic. And I looked for people who would talk about the idea of content is king. Uh -huh. Every single person I found that talked about content is king I emailed them and said, look, I have some new research that said content isn't king. <laughs> Love it. So that's kind of how you could draft behind topics or you can draft behind people. Right. No, it's, I mean, great advice. And, and a phrase that I use and something that uh, teach and talk about all the time with aspiring show hosts is like that your show is an incredible excuse and it's also a great way to have a handshake with someone, right? Yes. Content as handshake because if you think about it if you're you're sally journalist and you cover you know fitness okay just in that random example we've run through um you're gonna get so many people pitching pitch 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 can you do this can you do this for me and the people that stick out are the ones that say something nice or or, or mention something and don't yep. ask for anything 
right? Yep. They're the Absolutely. ones that say, listen, hey, you know what? I really loved your article about Sally Kettlebell. Um, you know, I, by the way, Sally, Sally Kettlebell was just on my show. Here's an interview. You know, she shared some interesting things and, you know, wanted to introduce myself and say hi and have a good one. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the next thing, you, but good stuff happens from there. It just happens. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no five-step formula to it. It's just be, be cool. You know? So I'm basically getting to meet all these cool researchers and New York Times bestselling authors by running my right. you know, social triggers insider masterclass, which was the, like kind of the side benefit was using this particular masterclass series as a way to meet these people that I wanted to meet. Right, exactly. Because the thing, if you just called them up, you're like, hi, I'm Derek, and I have a, they'll be like, yeah, okay, we gotta go. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so no, it's perfect, man. And, and I think that, again, thank you for sharing all these insights today. I mean, we, we, we covered it all. Um, I, I hope everyone got a lot of actionable tips that they can use for their web show or apply it in maybe other areas of their business, and that's totally cool, too. Derek, this has been awesome. I want people to know um, where they can check out the podcast and also, um, you know, I, I, if people want to become a subscriber, social triggers now is your uh, shameless plug moment so we can get people linked up and go over there and we'll put it all in the show notes as well all right so just real quick smart web entrepreneurs who want to use the web to attract leads and make sales must master the fields of psychology and right now the best way to do that is to just go over to socialtriggers.com sign up to get free email updates when you sign up, you're going to learn about the web show. You'll gain access to the iTunes links. You'll, you'll see everything that you need to see. But most importantly, when you subscribe, I'm going to ask you a question in my welcome email, and I want you to reply to that question. All right. That's very it. cool, Derek. And, and I got to tell you on this one, too. Um, props to Derek. <laughs> His headlines are awesome. When you subscribe to Social Triggers, you will see that he, does, he puts his mouth where, where his mind and where his brand is, meaning like you will see it. Like you'll be like, I have to open this email. Uh, so uh, it's just the way he is. Derek, once again, my man, thanks for coming on. This has been awesome. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. All right, everything's linked up below. I'm David Seitmangar. This has been another episode of The Rise to the Top. I will see you next time. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny. And finally, one more quick reminder. If you want to check out GoToMeeting with HD Faces, head to gotomeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button. Enter the promo code RISE. We have 45-day free trial just for Rise Nation. And also, you can check out my complete system for creating, promoting, and profiting from online interviews. Create awesome interviews at createawesomeinterviews.com.